0: You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe?
1: Welcome to episode 31 of Untapped Keg. I'm one of your hosts. RJ Zimmerman, here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. How you doing, young fella?
0: <laughs> I love the dramatic pause there. Uh, I'm good. I'm alive and well. Slept
1: decent. Um, <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. You slept decent.
0: I did. I did. I slept... slept Ow. Slept, <laughs> slept decent. So, yeah, I mean, I... Uh, Slept decent. I, you know, obviously the grandkids, your children, are, you know, at my parents'. Um, I, I wanted to help out my mom yesterday because um, my father was at work. So, yeah, hung out with uh, your children, my nephews, um, all day yesterday, which was a great time, and, and uh, it it was it was good. It was good. It was. They are.
1: Were you asleep by eight thirty?
0: Uh, no, no, I didn't didn't go to sleep. I didn't go to sleep until about 1230, uh, midnight, (laughs) but, but yeah, I just, uh, providing the extra support and miss my nephews. But I mean, it was, it, it was, yeah, getting them for that full day. Um, I, I went back to thinking like, man. I don't know how RJ does this when he's at home alone with him. And I was like, I don't know how, you know, my sister does this. I was like, they are a handful. The youngest, the youngest, he is a busy body. Jeez. (laughs) He does not stop moving.
1: (laughs) Ashley keeps thinking that he's just uh, understimulated. And I'm like, no, he just wants to keep doing different things constantly. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. He's going to go do something else. There's no sti- like, <laughs> yes, he's yeah. Just, it's so he's true. at that age,
0: <laughs> he just keeps moving. He's, he's like the raptor
1: moving. at the fence. He's just gonna keep testing it, keep testing so, it.
0: Right. So I just like pick him up because he always he always tries to get in the uh, in the in the uh, the lazy Susan and all the drawers and stuff in the kitchen, and I'm just like, I pick he's him looking up. for I'm food. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, can't be in here, and he just does that same old. <laughs> and twists his body to try to get down and then gets yep. down and takes off. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's um I always say that relatively speaking, all is well, man. All is well. Uh, how about yourself?
1: Uh yeah. Relatively speaking, hmm. uh things are pretty good. So I no, hear you. Go. Uh right. it's right. actually birthday weekend, so Good that's luck. why the kids are at grandma <laughs> and grandpa's, and yep. It's weird not hearing them here and hearing them through the <laughs> headphones right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah.
0: Um, so talk to me, man. I mean, uh, yeah, it was it was it's my sister's birthday weekend, so grandparents took. The grandchildren, to give uh, you and my sister a weekend to your guys' yourselves to decompress, to celebrate uh, my sister's birthday, what have you. Um, sounds like you guys watched a movie, huh? Tell, 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 tell me about this, man, because I I, I I don't know if I want to pay the money to watch it or, or what. Um, so talk about it, man. I mean, without, you know, uh, you know I'm not trying to spoil it, spoilers. Of I'm Right, I'm right.
1: So uh you know for her birthday we basically we went on a date dinner and then we watched a movie mm-hmm. um back home and she wanted to watch Mulan and i was like really you want to pay that money like you know how much it costs to watch that movie and you want to watch it she goes yeah I'm like all right cuz i mean it's is, already how much, much does weekend
0: <laughs> right. sorry sorry to cut you off no, man. That's but right. i was just, how much does uh disney plus cost and then how much And then you had to pay for the movie as well. No,
1: so you can get it on Disney Plus or whatever, but um, and I'm not sure how it works on there. That like uh, I don't know. You're paying thirty dollars on the Disney Plus. They get to watch it on that system, but they Mm -hmm. it's out now on all the other platforms too. So um, I bought it on another one. Still thirty dollars, but. Jeez. It's uh, movies anywhere, so I can watch it basically on any streaming platform. Okay, so that's why okay. I did that. So I don't know if I would have done that with Disney Plus if I would have gotten that same thing. So that's why I uh, went mm-hmm. with another another place to buy it. But yeah, it's uh, it's different than the <laughs> cartoon version. So I've heard um you know some chinese americans talk about mm-hmm. uh the cartoon and how they loved it but then like their grandmothers and people who grew up with the stories of Mulan didn't like it because that wasn't the story of Mulan so i believe that this one is more in line with the uh more traditional tales but Yeah, it's definitely, there's no singing. There's some like throwback music to Mm -hmm. uh, the movie, but it is more in line with, uh, I would say, other kind of uh, movies of Chinese history, kind of like, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, kind of along those lines. Okay, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it was different. <laughs> I enjoyed I it but I like it was cheesy it was for sure cheesy a lot of the acting was very cheesy uh there were a few times where it was not great acting to be honest mm-hmm. um but I don't it was it was was it worth thirty dollars I'd say no I would say wait okay. for it to come down in price but I did enjoy the movie so
0: Okay, give give me a uh, give. Obviously, the cartoon was phenomenal. I've yet to meet a single person who didn't love the cartoon. Um, they knocked that one out the park. Um, what grade would you give the live action? Um, out of ten, you know, ten being mm-hmm. obviously Mulan the cartoon. Where do you where do you kind of where do where do you put this one? The live action? I'd probably put it around
1: two? a six. <clears throat> Six or seven,
0: really, okay, you, the way you talk about it is if it's not a you know you wouldn't give it a seventy percent rating,
1: I mean I, I guess it's still that's look. probably it I probably should say like a six six and a half okay, <clears throat> so okay, so like it's enjoyable, but it's not like gonna blow your socks off
0: right I, which i I kind of feel like most people assume that um yeah it's it's different with all all due respect of course to um the actors and actresses in the movie uh the Chinese culture of course um which I'm a huge fan of the chinese culture um but yeah, I mean if you don't like it, you don't like it I mean that's the beauty about you know having our own opinions and watching movies and being our own critics of the movies um I don't know I mean thirty bucks. I'm gonna have to wait on that, <laughs> I, I was gonna watch it anyways, even if it was.
1: I will yeah, say, th-
0: the they did a, a
1: really good job with the villain. Like I thought, okay. it's uh, Jason Scott Lee, and I thought he did a really fantastic job. Jason Scott Lee, you what know him from man? a lot of movies. He's in Jason's- a lot of movies. Um, I'm Bruce Lee. Right. Oh me. yeah, he played oh. Bruce Lee. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh dang.
1: Yeah, he's the main oh, okay. villain. Okay. Um, also Jet Lee is I in the movie. S- nice. Um it's just I see a picture of
0: Jason Scott Lee as the villain, and he does look like the villain in the uh in the cartoon.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job with him. He's still like I don't they did Yeah, they there were some parts that I thought they did a really, really good job. There were some parts where I was like This is just, it's not for me, but it's not made for me. It's not made for a 34 year old white man. Like, you know, that's okay. Like, um, but I do appreciate the way that they approach it. I think the past few live action remakes that they've done with uh, Lion King and Mulan, they've, like, been odes to the original, but they've been different, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what they have to do. I don't think they can do a shot by shot, kind of like Beauty and the Beast too. Like Beauty and the Beast was fine. I I, didn't even I watch enjoyed that. this better than Beauty and the Beast, but okay. um, I don't know why. Yeah. Just Beauty and the Beast didn't click for me either. Like I I enjoyed Lion King. I enjoyed what they were going for. what i really enjoyed were the visuals like that's really what i enjoyed at lion king Mm -hmm. um yeah this one there's just a level of cheese you kind of got to get over if you're going to enjoy it and (laughs) if you can't get over cheese then you're not going to like it at all so Mm -hmm. i can get i enjoy those type of movies every once in a while so i can get over that but uh, my wife is very, a very literal person, so she has troubles <laughs> to get past cheese. Yeah, I think
0: that's just the thing. You know, paying thirty dollars for it kind of kind of stings a little differently. Because um, I know what you mean. You know, when you stumble across a a movie and you kind of are going into it, knowing what to expect is you know, if you're not paying for it, it's different it's, you know, you're finding something on Netflix and it's like, oh, okay, yeah you know, that was about a six or a seven out of 10. That's fine. But obviously paying $30 for a movie, you're going to, you know, you're going to expect, um, you know, you're going to expect something pretty good. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I, I'll get around to watching it. Uh, most likely not, uh, anytime soon, but, um, but you know, Hey, it's, it's, uh, I'm glad they were able to adapt. You know what I mean. During the COVID times, and, and just to, you know the cinema, the cinema world altogether has obviously been on pause, or movies have been delayed, et cetera. So I mean, it was, you know, kudos to them to still getting the getting the movie out, getting it on a streaming service, and all that stuff. Uh, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. So your final take on it on Mulan live action? Do you recommend
1: it? Do I recommend it? Do I recommend it for $30? No. Do I recommend it for well, for people who enjoy like a Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon style Mm-mm. action scenes, I think you would enjoy this. Um I still wouldn't recommend it for $30 though. I
0: mean, are they I think it's on
1: worth a uh, tree branches? No, not quite that far. <laughs> um There was some good action scenes. Uh, the I, I enjoyed the training was pretty good the uh, the banter between the soldiers was pretty good but yeah I mean honestly probably around 10 bucks I would think about it hmm. but okay. you know if you think about it too if we went to the movie theater we just spent more than $30 so touche touche
0: 15 bucks a ticket and then, you know, what, you know, getting something, you know, some sort of beverage, um, food. Yeah. You'd have been about $50 in for sure. That was, um, okay. Quite the take on Mulan. I mean, I tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Nah, that's good, man. Um, that's good. But so, yeah, man, I kind of wanted to chat a little bit too about, our last uh, podcast, I mean, so that was that was pretty sweet, man. We had two special guests from Twitter. Um, I'll run you guys down real quick on how that went about. Pretty much I was just tweeting about, you know, if if Aaron Rodgers is first ballot or second, or was gonna be second ballot hall of famer. Um, we all obviously can all agree he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but you know, how is he gonna get in?
1: Do you agree my opinion? What's up? I said. Do you really agree about that? Because uh, the way you were talking, you seem to be like <laughs> he's, he's borderline he's, Hall of Famer. I don't know if he's getting in.
0: No, great exactly I hope what I didn't. I hope, yeah, sure. <laughs> I hope I didn't come off that way because I obviously, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. No, if ands, or butts about it, everybody knows that. But is he going to be first or second? And I was tweeting that out, of course. And you know, I like to, I like to poke and and harass Packers fans here and there at times (laughs) because I will say you guys are the most emotional slash passionate fans which is not a bad thing but um you know what better way to trigger Packers fans than talk about Aaron Rodgers
1: so my opinion is respected I think we as a fan (laughs) base we feel like the organization doesn't get respected Very much like look at last year, they were 13 and three and everyone was talking about how trash they were and they got to the championship game. Like, (laughs) right? you know, like, and then coming into this year. Yeah. There were glaring needs on the offensive side that they didn't address, but everybody's like, man, you know, the Vikings are going to be the class of the NFC North. Like Vikings are trash. They really are. But, you know, nobody was talking about how the Packers had a, a, Brand new system for the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career. He had to learn a new offensive system last year. Right. Like, nobody was talking. And that, like, like that was Matt LaFleur's first year as a head coach. Like, he's going to improve as a head coach. Um, they adapted their offensive person to the personnel that, like, they're, they adapted their offensive system to the personnel they have now. That's part of the reason I still think their draft is – to be seen, but like, it, okay. Here's the here's the that's thing. I think, where I, I think, think we get this feel disrespected. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, I I respect that. I respect that. And and it's uh here's the thing. Um, that that may be the case for fans on the outside looking in. Um, but being a former athlete, I know what all the players think about. Um, the Packers, well, obviously not all the players, but you know what I mean. Everybody um, from in the locker room to uh, even when I was obviously communicating with other players and other teams, everyone has the utmost respect for the Packers organization. Even players who played there even talk about it still to this day saying it's the best organization they played for just because it's a different, obviously different aspect, different feeling to it, not having an actual um, you know, owner of the team. Um, and being you know, such a just, small
1: town compared to every other city. True. True. It's that family
0: feeling, which obviously has been working for the Packers. But so I tweeted that stuff out. We got two guys who, you know, took the bait, <laughs> of course. And uh, um, and we, you know, I just asked them to come on to the show and just to express their opinions about it. And I think it was awesome. I think the show went very well. Um, I think they did a fantastic job of coming with facts and uh, pretty much putting it to me. And same for you, RJ. I mean, I it was most definitely one heck of a learning experience for me. Was, you, know, you guys took me to school for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I maybe my opinion is starting to change as I'm thinking more on it, looking at more stats of other quarterbacks who went first ballots. And obviously, I think one thing that really kind of sold me is what Patrick said, Patty Swags, the eyeball test. That 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 was one aspect that I kept forgetting which is true um if we look at the eyeball test I mean I mean it's 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 a no-brainer um Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal player (laughs) slash athlete as well too for the quarterback position so I'll say that I'll say that (laughs) I will say that and I will maybe he'll be a first ballot We'll see. He's for sure a Hall of Famer, but we'll see how that all plays out. I think I know he may be unanimously voted in that first ballot, but we'll see. We'll see. We got about ten years, ten, twelve years. We'll see.
1: I think it'll be longer than that. I. How long do you think he's going to play? He's expressed that he's wants to play well into his forties, so
0: it's possible. He's thirty six now. Brady's forty three, and and you know we can we can at least just agree that Rodgers is going to play till he's forty at least, which is four more years. He we know he can do that. Um, maybe I mean it all depends. I guess it all depends on on health. This su- is success. Yeah, that too. I mean, I think if they go on and win the Super Bowl this year, and I don't.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, Slow your roll. Slow your roll. Okay. Hey. Hey, we don't yeah, need to yeah, be talking about big aspirations.
0: Like <laughs> you know, yeah, don't count the Nobody's chickens before they, they hatch. Nobody's they're that
1: high right now. There's some stuff that's got to be figured out.
0: True, but if we take the entire NFL right now as a whole and look at the teams, I feel like there's a huge gap. I mean, I feel like a lot of the records are not a great reflection of the team. Speaking of that, I mean, I mean the Chicago Bears. But if we take the entire league from top to bottom, man, I mean, the top, we're talking Packers, Seahawks, Chiefs, you know,
1: not in that order too, but those three. Uh, I I think you I have the, to throw Baltimore in there. I mean, they looked true. bad against Kansas City, but they have rounds to everybody else. like Right. Ravens up there. um, I'll I'll even put the Raiders up there. I was going to say Pittsburgh Uh, over Oakland, though. mm, Yep, yep. Those two teams are for sure up there, but really nice this year. So
0: they have they're establishing that run game with Josh Jacobs. Establish that run game, man. You you control that line of scrimmage. It's it's.
1: You know who establishes the run? Cleveland. Who?
0: Oh God! that's running back tandem. I, don't, I wouldn't say they're trash. If we talk about how terrible they have been in the past to this year, you, you can say that there's been a significant amount of improvement.
1: Look at the talent on that team.
0: That's ridiculous. And then the points that they put
1: up. Like, it's ridiculous. Dude. It is ridiculous. It's an indictment position. on Baker Mayfield that they are not more dynamic than they are. I mean, they got the best running back duo yes
0: all of football yes for sure all of football and having that alone is already you know takes your offense to in in another level but then let's throw an athletic quarterback in there okay but let's throw some weapons around this quarterback Odell Beckham and Jarvis
1: Landry and Austin Hooper don't forget they signed Austin Hooper (sighs) who's been non-existent in the offseason like
0: yeah, I don't know what's going on with the with with the Browns. I mean I mean they're not doing terribly. No, that's though. the thing. I mean, they're is, not,
1: what are they? They're two and two. Let me see. Two and two? They might be three and one. I think they're three and one.
0: They are three and one. That's what I'm saying. And they got the Colts today at Cleveland. I actually picked who did I pick? I think I picked the Browns.
1: Honestly, though, the the Colts defense is no joke. Colts defense is one of the best. The best in the league that is not talked about. Like, they really are. And they're hurt is the thing. And they're still putting up these right. numbers.
0: All you hear about is Chicago and uh, Pittsburgh. Uh Baltimore's. Ah, uh, Baltimore as well. Yeah, they got a, you know, Wolf. Derek Wolf has been killing I think them. I think
1: Baltimore and Pittsburgh are probably the top defenses. But, you know, then you have mm-hmm. Chicago. You have Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, you know, That's the crazy. Chiefs, I haven't heard much about them. Like, the Chiefs defense is really good this year. I don't see anybody beating the Chiefs. But, like, San Diego and San Francisco, both their – well, the San Francisco's had a lot of injuries. um, But, like, San Diego usually has a really good defense, and their defense has just been meh. It's been fine, <laughs> but it, it hasn't been as good as they were in the past. Same with the Buffalo Mm-hmm. Buffalo kind of built their team around the defense, but this year it's Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Like That trade is working out for Buffalo. They, uh, big time. Diggs has <laughs> made Josh Allen. Well, I mean, part of it is probably Josh Allen's natural progression, but having Diggs has just made Josh Allen such a more complete quarterback. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, uh, speak- are we going to get an NFL forfeit this week? It may happen Mm. while we're recording this podcast. Mm. They have to.
0: So we just saw that the Patriots. Oh my goodness! So I'm a Broncos fan, of course, and I've been waiting for this Patriots Broncos game. It's a big game. Everybody knows that. For as long as you've been watching the NFL, everybody knows Broncos versus Patriots, AFC showdown. Every single time, it's a big game. Been waiting for it,
1: and it keeps getting postponed, postponed. I think it's been postponed twice, right? Um, Post-point. no, it's just been moved once. It was just moved f- Move once. from Sunday to uh, Tuesday, Sunday to Tuesday, but they just moved it now again. Or, no, it was moved from Sunday to Monday, is what it was. It was the Titans Bills that was moved to Tuesday night. Ah, uh,
0: that's right. That's right. So, the Patriots got. You know, have another have another person who tested positive, so they had to obviously shut down their facilities and do the whole protocol, um, COVID protocol, and which postpones the matchup again. And so, are they going to have to forfeit, RJ?
1: I don't. So the the Patriots and the Bills are not going to forfeit. Uh, or no? Gosh darn it! Patriots and Broncos. The Patriots and Broncos mm-hmm. both still have their bias, so there won't be a forfeit. Um, But the Titans had a staff member test positive this morning after two days oh. of negatives. They have moved the Titans last week against the Steelers. They gave the Steelers and the Titans a bye week. Now the Titans, they move this game to Tuesday. Mm. Now there's no way that game can be played on Tuesday. So I think the Titans are going to be forfeiting. I don't think they're going to move this game yes. back anymore. I think mm-hmm. it's just the Bills are going to get a win, and they're going to get some extra rest and basically have two buys this year.
0: Jeez, and I think the right. Titans that's are going right. to get
1: fined heavily now. I think they were already going to get fined heavily. I think there's a possibility they could lose draft picks.
0: jeez, see, I got it confused. These these post- games being postponed? You don't know who's getting postponed or what. Patriots news came out. Titans news. That whole entire team, man. Uh, you know,
1: woo. Most definitely wish my fantasy the Titans teams are in trouble. I just want to say that,
0: <laughs> right? I had Derrick Henry, man, and Tannehill. Uh Tannehill's on the bench, but man, I, uh, a forfeit. What is? I don't the ball like we like we talked about last time the. Goodell dropped the ball. I mean, I feel like we man, 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 man. I feel bad for the players, fans, players' families. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a mess. Um, who knows what's gonna happen too? Who knows what's gonna happen? Chiefs, Bills, weeks, uh, Titans have uh, Titans have COVID positive tests on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's all over right now.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be. All over. Uh... I on my fantasy teams, I have a lot of Patriots <coughs> actually. So and a few Broncos. So I'm I'm hurting right now. I gotta move everybody out of there because that's like I said, that's moved on next Sunday. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how this changes um the NFL as a whole's thoughts on things. Like you really have to be strict with your Social distancing. You have to be strict Mm -hmm. with your mask usage. Like, uh, I could really see a few teams trying to go the bubble route. We've been talking like a hotel for games and practices, right? So, like, basically, Sunday and Monday, you get to go home. But then Tuesday through game day, you're in a hotel and you're picked up and dropped off like, I could see that happening, but, um, I, yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do something major, major changes mm-hmm. in order to save this season. So,
0: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I can only imagine how the meetings are going already. I mean, they're you you know, Goodell and his teams are you know is already meeting with the NFLPA. To try to come to some sort of agreement for the players, uh, because it's not going to last. As we can see, we're only four weeks, five weeks in right now. Um, it's not going to last at all. So something, yeah, yeah, I agree. Something drastic has to happen and it has to happen soon. It has to happen soon because we can't keep. Postponing, or maybe you know the word forfeiting, floating, having that word floating around. I mean, you, there's too much money involved. Kind of like how we, you know, what we talked about in our last podcast with those two, you know, the two guys is is too much money involved. There's too much money involved for this just to be a, you know, everything to just be floating around. You know, decision making, what's going to happen. Um, so they're they're gonna they're gonna end up doing something drastic here within the next two weeks, I believe, because you know they have to. They most definitely have to. Um, So we shall see, man. We shall see. Um, One thing I did want to talk about, which is completely off that subject, but I think it's just one thing that is just mind-blowing to me. Dak has been balling. Dak Prescott has been balling. And it's weird to me, and this is just from obviously just from my own point of view. Again, this is way off topic, but I wanted to mention from my point of view, I have not seen, and I don't know if this is the same for you. I've not seen a lot of press on really what Dak has been doing. I, I, yeah, so I'm saying from my point of view, I guess I'm not watching the right stuff. But for some reason, I haven't read about it or seen it except like yesterday. They mentioned it, I think, when I was scrolling through, them, and I was like, "Holy cow!"
1: Yes, man. Dak has is been talking about constantly how he's been balling, but they're winning man, three. I
0: must be, yeah, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's not well, that's not good, but it's Here's here's a stat for you. Do you want to know how many um how much what percent this season the Cowboys have taken a snap with the lead? <laughs> I'll tell you th- I'll tell you this much. They are last even behind the Jets in this percentage. Oh. Take a guess at what percentage it is. It's less than 10. Uh,
0: <laughs> the percentage of snaps they've taken while being in the lead
1: yes 7.5% 2% whoa I heard that on a on a fantasy podcast this week and I, they're like oh. uh, you know the jets have been really bad the jets haven't had a lead before that Thursday night game that they won mm-hmm. so that, that so everyone expected why. them to be last but no the cowboys <laughs> have taken 2% and it was in having an Ezekiel Elliott conversation um, that this came up because obviously, you know, when they're in the lead and they can just hand the ball to Zeke and let him run, like he's going to have better numbers. So that's That's unbelievable. (laughs) Like, and that's part of the reason that Dak has been ball. Well, I mean, they go, they go three receivers deep. They're, tight end has been solid like Zeke has been a monster in the passing game like they have mm-hmm. a really really good offense um i'm yeah, not taking away from Dak but cuz he's been he's been awesome he hasn't been the reason they've been losing mostly he's had a few turnovers but but
0: i mean they they statistically speaking uh, he's thrown for 1690 yards right now and we're what f- four games in for them. Today will be their fifth game, I believe they played today or tomorrow, whatever it is. But he's on pace right now to throw no quarterback has ever thrown for more than 5,500 5, 500 yards in a season. And he's on pace right now to throw for I think like sixty two hundred yards, which is which is quite a quite a stat. Quite a stat. Oh, and would be, according would to would you be there, that would make uh, him
1: a first bell hall of famer. You need those counting stats. <laughs> okay
0: what record other than past comp- or, or quarterback rating yeah that yeah I guess that's that's an important stat but well, you know when when, when when buddy talked about Peyton man I'm like well Peyton, you know broke some pretty high records pretty prestigious. Records. Let's just talk about the lane throwing for 55. I think it was 55 touchdowns in one season. And then, and then I think two years later, he broke uh Farve's record, I, thought, I think, right? I for, thought it
1: was 51. I thought it was 51 that he threw that year because 51, yeah, 55. Ah, there it is. So I got him switched so 51
0: for for uh for Manning. And then I think it was two years later at uh Mile High Stadium. He broke Favre's, I think, or somebody. Yeah, it was Favre's
1: all-time uh, mm. touchdown passes. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: So come on, I that's mean, a I, longe-
1: I, longevity stat, though, too, right. right? Like Rogers,
0: Rogers will get it. He you, will, no, he, Rogers, he probably
1: won't get the touchdown record. Um, Rogers averages yeah. forty touchdowns a year, though. Like, you All don't right. talk about it because he's never hit fifty, but he's never been asked to throw for fifty either. Um, right. that's the thing about, you know, touchdown passes. You get inside the five, like the Packers run it in. They don't have very many touchdown passes inside the five. That's and that's what you need to break that kind of record. So, right. uh, yeah, I mean, we, we had a lot of plays, <laughs> the record that Rodgers holds that nobody will take for a very long time is touchdown interception ratio. And it's not that's like impressive. he, he does throw picks, and he does throw bad picks, but it's not often, mm-hmm. and he doesn't do it in crunch situations. You never right. really have to worry. There have Obviously, there have been drops because um, receivers have been, not been on the same pages, and especially under Mike McCarthy where it was a lot of option right. routes that the receiver and quarterback had to see this exact same thing for him to be on the exact mm-hmm. same page, and that's why it didn't work. Um, it's just – yeah, that's that's the the touchdown interception ratio. You're going to have the quarterback rating, which will maybe broken eventually. That one is whatever quarterback ratings kind of a garbage stat anyway. I,
0: um, I, I disagree. I kind of it, it is. It, I can see how it can be viewed as garbage, but I think it's still an important stat uh, because I think by looking at the quarterback rating stat, like you can't just you just can't have that stat. You can't just look at it by itself. You know what I'm saying? If it's a high percentage or I you know, whatever it is. What where where's where's Rogers at? Nine, nine.
1: <sighs> He's at over a hundred. Where is he?
0: Yeah. So by looking
1: at that, then
0: that just opens up the door for you to keep going down that rabbit hole and big. Okay, why is that stat so high? Oh, he's doing you know what I'm saying? So it's it's
1: I mean, look at the number of by itself the most interceptions much. Rogers thrown in a year, I think, is seven. Jesus. He's never hit <laughs> double digit interceptions. Jeez, you don't know who he well who. Well, I know I don't want to say reminds
0: me of uh, or anything like that, but he he Russell Wilson protects the ball just as well.
1: Uh, um, does he though?
0: I mean, not not his his stat is not as great as Rodgers when it comes to touchdown interception ratio, but. Um, Russell does do a good job of protecting the football. He's put a huge emphasis on that. Yeah, like I said, he throws picks and stuff. But um,
1: Russell does, does have a, an incredible deep ball. Like that's one thing that those two incredible, like <laughs> Rogers and Russell's deep balls are mm-hmm. unreal. By the way, yeah, I think it was- Pro Football. Uh, what is it? Pro Football Focus is that what they are? The Pro Football Talk. No, it's a. Uh, it's a website a lot of people go to for facts or, uh, yeah, f- stats. They have mm-hmm. like, they do their grades. The NFL uses it a lot. I think mm-hmm. it's pro football focus. Anyway, uh, they, they put out their grades for the year right now. So from three to one for the highest grades of the year is Russell is number three with like a 93.2. Mm-hmm. T.J. Watt, a lot of Badger fans, Packer fans are going to be mad about that because the Packers passed on T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. Um, He's at like a 93.8. He's been playing very well. And number one is Aaron Rodgers with 95.3. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you said, I will be the first to – my opinion is – if, if Rodgers – put it this way, I have not – Rodgers is – In my lifetime, obviously, Brady, I think, is a phenomenal, great—he's the GOAT quarterback, but with that system with the Patriots. I think him and Belichick were just a phenomenal matchup. Now, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, you will never hear the words come out of my mouth that, oh, he is not a Hall of Famer. Oh, he's not that good. Oh, he's not—he needs to do more. No, you will never hear me say that. Aaron Rodgers, excluding Brady, of course. Aaron Rodgers in my lifetime is the greatest quarterback that I've ever watched. in My lifetime, that I will say that until obviously until you know my face turns blue or what have you. Just right now, I cannot take that away from Aaron Rodgers. But with that said, this year is a big year for him, from my opinion, because my opinion, obviously, he cares about so much. Um, is, is is if he continues to do what he's doing right now. There's no question he's the first ballot off him, or even if they finish twelve and four. Even if they finish you know, thirteen and three or what have you, I feel like if he continues to do what he's doing, just the leadership, I think his leadership this year is different than it was last year in my opinion, just watching the games. If he continues to do what he's doing, I, I, I will be the first to eat that crow and I will eat it live. <laughs> I will eat it recorded it or whatever. I will be the first to admit. That I didn't praise him enough. I'll be the first to say that. I well, I well, he's a phenomenal athlete. We had I, you. I, I, I will uh, say, that. brought you back around, <laughs> huh? I, I've never said, and you can admit that. I've never said he's not a good quarterback. I even told you that plenty of times. It's outside of Brady, just Brady and Belichick. You ha- I have to say, Belichick with Brady, and I'm not taking nothing away from Brady, but everybody knows that. Belichick is the greatest coach to ever play Brady or the Patriots are the greatest team in NFL history when it comes to halftime adjustments. And that comes down from the head coach, officer coordinator, defensive coordinator, et cetera. It's just their coaching staff around Belichick just knew how to get their players, put their players in the right situations to win a football game. So I always have to say Belichick and Brady outside of Brady and Belichick. Rodgers, Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen play in, in, in my lifetime. My
1: lifetime. It, yeah, having that conversation that previous podcast, it you know, when Patrick was talking about it, it really made me think about it again and it made me um get a little bit sad as because Mike McCarthy was such a good coach when he came with Favre back in uh I don't know when he took over like 07, 08 um his offense was simple and like it was effective but he never changed with the times and then he was really good with Rodgers obviously for like the you know to up to like 3 or 4 years after they won the Super Bowl and then he just mm-hmm. kind of rested on his laurels like there was no no more um these slants that they used to run that they used to dominate with there was no more back shoulder throws like, there was no more creativity. It was just kind of like the same things, and they expected it to work because it worked in the past. So, then you saw Rodgers develop these habits of holding on to the ball, scrambling, trying to make second, um, you know, second move throws and stuff, like right. just basically playing backyard football. Like, uh, you know, the most memorable plays from probably four years after the Super Bowl till he was finally let go were, uh, you know, players said this plays that Rogers drew up in the huddle, like backyard football, like that, that unbelievable throw and catch to Jared cook against the Cowboys, um, for the game winning kick. Like mm-hmm. that was not in the playbook. Rogers drew it up on the field and told everybody what to run. And he said, I'll get you the ball. Just catch it. And it worked and it was flawless. Like, so if you had a coach that was focused on the details That how can you have a defense that's routinely 30, 31, 32 in the league and you don't move on to a different defensive coordinator because it's not working? Like at a certain point, it's the scheme, it's not the the players out there. Like they're not being put in position to make the best plays. You know, that's what coaches do. They have to put you in position to make the play. If you don't make the play, that's on the player. But if you're not in position to make the play, part of it's on the coach. Part of it's possibly on the player. Like last year, there were times that Rodgers left plays on the field. And part of it was learning a new system. Part of it was bad habits developed from the McCarthy era. And then some of it was just Rodgers' own hubris that he thought he was, mm-hmm. he knew better. He thought he was better than, you know, he, he was, he's Aaron Rodgers. He can do whatever he wants. But <laughs> that's not the case. Like, you know, since his, and you could see it in the McCarthy era. era. As soon as Rodgers got hurt, that offense did literally nothing. Nothing. Right. Because you could tell right. that McCarthy was like, oh, Aaron, go out there, make a play, Aaron. You could do it, Aaron. <laughs> right. Let's do the okay. give the ball Aaron on three. All right. One, two, three, Aaron. <laughs> like, that's what it was.
0: It's a lot of weight, a lot of pressure on, on Rogers. For sure. And that's what's frustrating
1: is because people who didn't watch it every single Sunday and just saw the record and saw stats and stuff like that, you don't understand how frustrating it was to watch it and know that there was so much being left out on the field. I mean, there's so many times that they should have gone for it on fourth down and they kicked a field goal. Or like uh, that they're just running the ball in the third or fourth quarter with a lead when you should be throwing short, quick passes that have a possible chance of going for 20-plus with, uh mm-hmm. you know, one missed tackle. Like, it's stuff like that that had been happening for years that finally they made the move that should have been made way before. And then after, you know, okay. some stuff came out too about how oh, yeah. McCarthy was uh not... You know, he he was resting on his laurels. He wasn't being aggressive. He wasn't necessarily coaching like he used to. Um, and that's just sometimes that's what happens is a message gets stale. Uh, look at Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Do you really think that Andy Reid forgot how to coach? No. It was just that things just got stale. Like things got kind of – everybody got complacent. Mm. So. <clears throat> I agree. So, okay. Okay. So,
0: so. I got, I got something for you right here. So before I get into what I wanted to say, so it's safe to say we take a snapshot of Rodgers' career. We can't take anything from Rodgers. Yeah, he he makes mistakes just like every other every other player makes mistakes. But obviously, he makes way more plays, great plays, than he does mistakes. And those great plays are just strictly based off his own raw, God given talent. Um. So, that's, so so. what you're saying is if Rodgers had a better co- coach, if Rodgers had, yeah, a better coach, we, 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 we would be having a way different conversation right now, right? That's
1: what you're saying. I think we could be talking about him having more Super Bowls, and I think that right. his stats would be even better than what they are. That's for sure. Right.
0: Okay. So. Okay, so I got something for you. Okay, so what is your take on – and I didn't know this until I just checked it out right now. Um, in 2011, Mike McCarthy won the National Football League Coach of the Year Award. The Maxwell Football Club NFL Coach of the Year is presented annually by various news and sports organizations to the National Football League head coach, who has done the most outstanding job of working with the talent he has at his disposal.
1: Yep. <laughs> well, what is your take on that? Well, that was 2011. That was, like I said, it From the Super Bowl till about four years after. So that was the year after they won the Super Bowl. So that makes sense. Like that year, their offense was really good. You saw some holes in it, and that's how they got exposed against the Giants in the playoffs. If you you were physical with those wide receivers, because the wide receivers, their weakness was, if you're physical with them, they couldn't get any separation. Mm -hmm. So... That was that was the problem with McCarthy's system. Was they he just he had no motions. He had nothing to be able to combat uh, players not being able to get off the line. He didn't have Devontae Adams yet, who is the best at getting releases, like by far. Mm-hmm. He's probably the best route runner in the NFL. Like he's just he's so smooth.
0: That now that you bring it so up, violent, very
1: but um, that was that was the weakness, and they never did anything to. Uh, combat that honestly like that in 2011 sure. he was still creative but he still could not make adjustments i would say like that's his biggest flaw is he cannot make adjustments and that's mm-hmm. like all wisconsin sports it feels it feels like agree. all wisconsin sports like major sports um their biggest flaw is b- the inability to make adjustments like i think the Craig Council is the best of all the Wisconsin's coaches. Like he's the Brewers manager, but he's the best with pitching. Like offensively, they have troubles making adjustments. That falls mm-hmm. to the hitting coach.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I think, I think, man, when it when it when it when it comes to the Packers organization, I feel like with with Rogers, it's it's. I I, I I wanna see I wanna see Rogers in a New Jersey. I do. I do you shut um, your filthy whore mouth. <laughs> I do though. I wanna see him in a in no. a new uniform. No, because- he just
1: needed a new coaching staff. You don't need to see him in a new jersey anymore. <laughs> you see him in a new oh, system and what he true. can do. And this system that's is true. creative. Like, that's look true, at too. it. Let so me
0: say this. What you brought up when you when you just mentioned what you just mentioned made me, made me think about something. I was fortunate enough to play next to Peyton, who is the greatest quarterback uh, to to make adjustments pre snap. That's Peyton Manny. That's why he had the name the Sheriff, greatest quarterback to ever play the game to make adjustments pre snap as the play clocks about to hit zero. You know he's he's making adjustments. It's it's beautiful. It's remarkable. But the great thing that our offensive coordinator did, which at the time was Adam Gase, head coach for the Jets now, he wanted to help Peyton out with that. He already knew how smart Peyton was with reading defenses, understanding where the pressure's coming, understanding how they're trying to disguise the pressure. But the beauty about our offense that year, which is why it was statistically the greatest offense in NFL history, is because our offensive coordinator made sure that he would focus on helping Peyton out pre snap as much as he can. And you wouldn't know how he did that. We had so many motions. We had the running back starting as a receiver and then motioning in, into the backfield to our listeners here at Untap Keg. You probably, some people probably see that and have no idea why they do that. Well, I could tell you why. When a running back lines up as a receiver, the quarterback can immediately then see who lines up over top of the running back. If it's a corner, it's usually zone. If it's a linebacker that goes out there with the running back, 9.9998% of the time it's man to man. Quarterback, then motions the running back, right back, back to the backfield quarterback knows right now, although it may present itself right now as a, it's looking like a zone pre-snap, but he already knows it's going to be man to man. That's, is a game changer for quarterbacks. So my point is, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I obviously didn't grow up a Packers fan. I didn't watch a lot of Packers football prior to meeting you. Did they do that a lot with Mike McCarthy? Obviously they had motions, but you know what I'm talking about. When it comes to the Patriots, when they had Brady and obviously the Broncos, when they had Peyton, even probably when Peyton was in the Colts, there's so many motions, so many tight end motioning, uh running back motioning, receiver obviously motioning just to get pre-snap reads on the defense. Did the Packers do that a lot to try to help 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 Aaron Rodgers out with with reading the defense pre-snap? And I know that's probably a you know uh, probably a difficult question because I mean it's, you're trying to obviously I mean give a breakdown. Of
1: all they their would players. have <laughs> you know they would have motion every once in a while, but. I would say not like that, not, not that sophisticated, really. Like, like I said, they didn't have like the motions coming across to help uh, to help get the defenders from chucking the receivers right away. Or they didn't have these. um, They didn't really use a bunch formation and like have Mm -hmm. a lot. They didn't do a lot of that. Like they did it sometimes, but. They didn't do it as much as you would expect, especially having the offensive genius, you know, that you had in Mike McCarthy. Like I know a lot of people were defending him and saying like, well, there's open receivers, there's open receivers, but the problem is if that open receiver is option four on that play, then he's going to okay. be covered by the time you get the option four. Like, mm-hmm. and then yep. you could just tell by the routes being run and where the passes went and, Um, how irritated both players were that like the option routes, and you knew that that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to get cute. Like, you know, I'm going to give you, I'm going to call this play, and the receiver's going to have three different options. He's going to have a stop route, uh, a flag route, or a corner route. And depending on how the defender is going to play, like I'm going to, you know, Roger's going to read that, you're going to read it the same thing, and you're going to run a corner route. Well, if Rodgers sees a corner route and you see a stop route, that ball's going 10 yards over your head. <laughs> or like, let's say you read a stop route and then all of a sudden, oh no, it's a corner, but you hesitated just a little bit, that ball's going to be 2 yards in front of you because he's expecting yep. you to be accelerating and you decelerated and then accelerated. So like yeah. it was little things like that that you could see just as a, you know, as a layman, not even seeing like the all 22 um you could see that, and I don't know. I'm sure people knew knew that that was a part of their offense, but I don't know if they took that completely into account when, like, looking at accuracy plays and stuff like that. Like, you don't know what plays called. You don't know what options are off of that play. You just know well the receiver was open and Rogers overthrew him. Like, just because he was open on a stop route doesn't mean he was supposed to run the stop route. Maybe he was supposed to run the the flag route. Right. So.
0: Mm-hmm. That's such a good point. I mean that that's why it's it's <clears throat> it, when it when it comes to like I said I I, I when it comes to pre snap reads it's it's not only on the quarterback and obviously the rest of the players as well uh, in the skill positions to understand where the pressure is coming from et cetera and be you know turning a, your route into a hot route and all that jazz. It's the offensive of coordinator too. It's it's man and, and that just that just speaks going back to what we talk about with with Brady and Belichick putting your players in the best possible situation to make a play. And from my time playing, that is what we did with Peyton. And then obviously my little stint with the Patriots, that is what they were doing with Brady as well. It's motions. And the motions doesn't just, just like you mentioned, it doesn't just help the receiver or the quarterback to read the defense. It helps the receiver for a free release, uh, well, not necessarily free release, but a, a lot smoother release. You have a receiver motioning and then snap the ball while he's still in motion, while he's still moving, that DB struggles with that. And then obviously where you just mentioned the bunch, the bunch formation too, that's a nightmare for corners and safeties, um, especially if they don't have a lot of experience with it. Um, it's a nightmare because you can run in that formation. You can run up the middle. You can have a pitch. Um, so when, especially if there's a pitch, you got to watch that crackback block, um, a legal one, of course, and one not as lethal, but it's, 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 yeah, it's, I don't, I don't remember seeing a lot of that, a lot of help pre-snap help for, for, for Rogers and the receivers. I, I, I can admit that I can admit that I can most definitely admit that that's, that's the beauty about, um watching, I hate saying this, but the beauty about watching the Patriots, man, when they add Brady, those halftime adjustments were unbelievable.
1: Especially, yeah, they, yeah, especially <laughs> in the playoffs, like in big moments, right? Jeez,
0: they would come out and just be an entirely different team. Yeah. Entirely different team
1: now. I mean, they'd be down 20 against the, the – Best offense in the NFL, and then they'd come back and and win, and would hold them to like three points in the second half. Like
0: that was my rookie year, wasn't it? I think my rookie year when they we went did out it there multiple play times. Teams,
1: but,
0: so. True, right? We, we were beating them, and then all of a sudden, after halftime, we were like, "Who is this team?" Yeah, it's um it's that's and which just goes to yeah, I mean giving credit to the players of course too to execute, but quarter but the 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 coach is putting the players in the best possible situations to make plays. Um so yeah, that that man, it would be crazy. It would be quite the quite the spectacle watching Watching Rodgers under another system, um, well, I mean, he is currently right now, but, I mean, I guess if he didn't have McCarthy. So I don't know, man. I don't think we kind of beat that dead horse. Um, but I'll say it. I'll say it. Maybe I'm wrong about Rodgers. will uh, like I that I'll continue to do my research. But I guess to kind of end this segment, I will say, and I've said it before, excluding Brady and Belichick. He's the greatest I've watched. Well, in my lifetime. In my lifetime of watching football. I'll say. And
1: so one thing I will say, Brady's obviously a really good quarterback. Yeah. Belichick is an incredible coach. Um, Brady's often spoke about how Josh McDaniels has made that system like mm-hmm. really easy to pick up and put players in the best position. Like His adjustments are unreal, too. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like the Joe Montana, Bill Walsh thing, and then the Steve Young, Bill Walsh. Great players are going to be great, but you get that coach behind you, and it takes a great player to another level. It could also take a great coach to another level. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just I almost wonder – yeah, I just, I, yeah, we, we talked about this on the last podcast, though, too, but it's just frustrating to see these really good players kind of be, you know, stifled a little bit under uh, systems that don't take full advantage of uh, what they have talent-wise. Like, you know, seeing what Dom Capers did with like the Packers defense. And then you have these defensive backs like Micah Hyde and uh, Casey Hayward go to these other uh, teams and all of a sudden they're all pros. Like, why weren't they that under the Packers? Well, it's the system. It's where they were put in position to succeed. Like Micah Hyde was very good with the Packers. Casey Hayward was very good at the, with the Packers. They weren't unbelievably great. Like Casey Hayward is a shut down shadow corner with the Chargers. And, um, you know, Micah Hyde was a shut down safety, like turnover ball hawk with the Bills last year. So Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's just frustrating to see this happen. But like on the offensive side, they've never lost anybody on the offensive side that has gone on to be great anywhere else. I would even say good. They've been fine, possibly. But for the most part, they've been just meh. So that kind of tells you the <laughs> talent that they've surrounded him with, too. Like, sure, it's the, the end of careers, but also they had a little bit left. Like, James Jones came back to the Packers and played well. So, yeah, like, it was it – I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's just – that's just the frustrating part, I guess. <clears throat> Moving Uh, moving on From the pack So yeah,
0: NFL postponing week five Broncos versus Patriots game Following another positive COVID-19 result For Patriots Saturday test Both teams will now have a bye this week Okay Okay Man Man, oh man, oh man
1: I think I think we will see the Titans having to uh, forfeit this game, though, and I think the Buffalo Bills will have a bye this week.
0: Hmm. Which is interesting. The Buccaneers?
1: the Buccaneers. Buccaneers.
0: Buccaneers. Brady. Three sacks. Uh, I think he had about a sixty-one. I think he was percent completion rate. What is, what 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 do you find to be the biggest concern for that Bucks offense?
1: I mean, part of the problem is we haven't seen the offense at full strength yet. Um, Too sure. Fournette didn't play in that game, correct? No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. So you yep, you had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the field for basically one game um and Mike Evans had a really bad hamstring injury so he really was not Mike Evans right so right i think when they get healthy and you didn't have preseason games to get on the same page i think it'll be two or three games but i think the buccaneers are going to be just fine like it's it's too early in the year to be what are what are they? Three and two? Yeah. It's too early yeah. to completely panic. They could be two and three right sure. now, and I still wouldn't panic. Like I don't think Brady is Brady, but he's still Tom Brady. He's gonna get it done. And that offense is still one of the most talented in the league.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that take. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Way too early right now. I agree. Way too early right now to obviously be, you know, panicking or stuff like that. But, you know, as Brady understands, all eyes are on him right now to watch how he's going to perform under a new coach, new system. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. Three and two right now. Um,
1: yeah. And they didn't know, have their fourth wide receiver either. Like they basically had right. Mike Evans their Third wide receiver, and then that was kind of it there. And then they lost OJ Howard to an Achilles tear for the year. So, you know, like if Gronk can step up, that would be huge for them. But I don't know what if Gronk's still getting in playing shape. It's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Or he just doesn't have it anymore, which is also a possibility.
0: Yeah. uh, Every time I watch the Buccaneers, I can my opinion yeah I, I when I'm watching it, it it looks like yeah Gronk is still getting into playing shape. You can you can run on the treadmill, you can run in, around the field, condition and practice all that stuff, but game game speed is different. It's faster, which obviously requires um more conditioning. It's it's a different kind of conditioning game speed. So that's 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 when I watch it. Yeah, I think you know, he may be able, he may be, maybe good by week six, seven. Well, probably week seven, but yeah, it's, it's, that team is a little beat up. And it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to, they're going to bounce back. But three and two is not, most definitely not a time to panic. Um, it's just, you know, all eyes are on Brady and Belichick. You know, who, who needed who is the question. Who needed who?
1: And the so. correct answer is they needed each other. Yeah, right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's it's for... Despite all that is happening, that being with COVID, that being with postponed games, buys, etc., possible forfeits, um, us being, what, five
1: weeks in now? This is week five. Uh, this is week five.
0: We, yep. Us being at week five, it's a very interesting season uh entertaining i'll say it's it's an entertaining season and again despite covid uh postponing games despite injuries there's been a lot of injuries it's an uh, entertaining season still fun to watch still fun to watch i think i think
1: we it, have sports to forget about the outside world that's part of the reason
0: mm. so true
1: so and we've true. only had one player like well, I guess two um, that would substantially affect the game go on, uh, get test positive during the season. So Cam Newton and Stefan Gilmore, like the Titans have a whole mess. Like it went through their wide receiver room. It went through, you know, their defense, like the Titans have a lot of players that tested positive. But yeah, this is uh, it'll be interesting to see. So. All right. <clears throat> Let's go. Let's go through our uh, player team and duo for the week because we got football, mm-hmm. and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up with our uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers again because apparently we can't get off of it <laughs> on uh, podcast. But <laughs> all right. So last week you picked T.J. Hawkinson. He had a pretty good game. I picked A.J. Green. A.J. Green is done. There's just. He's not he's not gonna be a factor this year at all. I I miss oh, new hit. AJ Green is done. Like, dude is just not getting on the same page with Joe Burrow. It's just yep. I don't know what it is, but Yep. I guess it is only week five. He could pick it up, but I just don't think it's happening. So so okay. all right. For team you had Washington with keeping it within one score, and I had Philly. Philly won. Did Washington keep it within a score? I don't think they did. Let me see. I don't think so either. I think yeah. Oh yeah, they played the Ravens. Yeah, right? they got they got trounced. Yeah, they did.
0: Jeez, they they got yeah. But so, so you I, missed on I that thought one. Jeez, seventeen to thirty. They
1: benched their quarterback after their quarterback had the best game of his year. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll see how that works. I,
0: I thought, I thought Washington would, would, would put up a better fight, yeah. but Hey, that's the
1: right. so you had Stafford and Hawkinson Stafford played fine. Hawkinson had a pretty <laughs> good game. So I, I would give that one you hit. And I had, uh, I, I had to Watson and Brandon cooks, Brandon cooks went Oh four. Um, and, uh, Watson played fine, but. Yeah, that was just – that was a miss too. I don't know what was up. Brandon Cooks, you know, he messed me over in a lot of a lot of fantasy leagues. So I really thought that against that Vikings defense, they would just have a heyday. But, yeah, hopefully they can get Cooks going. Hopefully Cooks isn't done. But uh, I missed on that one too, so. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I'm just –
0: you know, I just uh, you know I know my football. You know, I'm like you, so it's all yeah,
1: fun. yeah. That's why you keep <laughs> continuing to finish fifth or worse in our DraftKings league. By the way, sign up for our DraftKings <laughs> league. Uh, it is completely free. Play against Mons. Play against myself. Uh, we've had the same winner two weeks in a row. Um, right. <laughs> he has played very well. It's uh, Nate Van Two. N eight van two keeps winning. Uh, he last week I think he won by ten points pretty easily, but the first week he won by two. So I'm coming for you again, reclaiming my throne. <laughs> I, I hear you. So
0: I'm dropping right now. I just dropped Ryan Tannehill. Picked up Carr. Gonna move him because obviously Rodgers has a buy. I'm gonna move him there. Boom! Sorry, way off topic, but you know I gotta make some moves in my fantasy leagues. Make some moves, but yeah, that guy has been kicking our butts in that in that uh, our DraftKings King, Draft DraftKings league. Uh, It'd be a different story today. I, I'm coming for the. I'm coming for the crown. I'm coming for the crown. This finally,
1: week. you're finally gonna come for the crown. It's only been <laughs> how long? What
0: three weeks? I think four weeks, maybe.
1: So I see, uh, I see you haven't put in for the league yet, so
0: No I will. I'm I'll doing right my there. uh I'm doing my ESPN right now. I do my ESPN leagues first and then I go then I go to my DraftKings. I gotta pick a running back. Oh you just sent me another interview. All right,
1: up. all right. So what do, who do you have for a player this week that you're watching?
0: Mm, that you mm. think's gonna
1: have a big week.
0: Ooh. You go first, you go first, oh, you I'm, want I'm, me I'm, to
1: go first now,
0: I would first, I think every other time, no, so that's
1: I, not okay, maybe you did all right, <laughs> I'm gonna go. it's kind of uh normally what you do, but I just <laughs> I feel it again how it's gonna go. I'm going George Kittle
0: okay i I like that pick though because is Jimmy G back yet or yeah. So he's back, but he's obviously still, you know, hopefully he's healthy. I I think this may be his first game back, right? Yes, it is. So who knows how that's going to be. And Kittle, obviously, I think is still nursing his knee. So I'll I'll take that. You know, typically if they were both healthy, I'd be like, okay, that's a nice little layup for you.
1: Well, he had 15 (laughs) catches for like 150 yards last week.
0: Uh, Okay, I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that. Okay, so George Kittle, for you. I guess I guess you need a slam dunk this week. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with
1: <laughs> I'm gonna
0: go with Dalton Schultz, tight end
1: for the Cowboys. Oh, really? You're digging deep this week. Dalton
0: Schultz, tight end for the Cowboys. I don't think it's a terrible pick. Cowboys are just slinging that ball.
1: I'm not. I'm Le- not saying it's a right. bad pick. <laughs> I was actually gonna pick Darius Slayton, but. Uh, okay. Spoiler alert, that's gonna be my duo. So who are you picking for your team? For my team.
0: Ooh. A team to
1: play above expectations.
0: <laughs> I'm taking my slam dunk on uh-huh. this one. Which is not necessarily a slam dunk, but we all know how this game's gonna turn out. I'm gonna go Cowboys. They play the Giants today. <laughs>
1: So you think they're yeah. going to basically just win by oh. 10 or more? At least two times. Uh
0: Yeah, I like that. 10 or more. Cowboys.
1: I'm excited for when they lose. And uh, yeah, that's going to be funny. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to go yeah. with the the young gunslinger. All right. And I'm going to go with the Bengals.
0: Joey Burrow.
1: And I'm going to pick them to win straight up. He's good. He's good. I think T. Higgins is uh, that number two wide receiver they were looking for at the beginning of the year.
0: Joey Burrow, man, is... And you rarely say this, too, about a rookie quarterback's four games in. With a season like this, you know, with a lack of OTAs, lack of... Imagine if Burrow had... There was no COVID. Imagine if, yeah, the Bengals would probably still suck, but you know, but it's still it, it's no COVID. If they had a sufficient amount of time with OTAs, if they had you know everything was normal. Imagine if he had enough time with with coaches, like in person meetings, all that jazz. Man, who knows where he'd be right now? Um, but he's playing he's he's playing some dang good football for a rookie, man. Four or five games in. Today being the fifth week, uh, man, kudos Dan. It's exciting. Good friend. So you got the Bengals, the freaking Bengals. Yep.
1: And you know what happens what when you pick add? the when you pick the Bengals, right, months They Wait, they bone you when you pick the Bengals. They bone you.
0: <laughs> Who do they play today?
1: They play the Ravens. Wow, that is risky. See, I'm not like you. Wow. I don't just, you know, pick a bunch of uh, – Wow, you pick the George easy Kittle. Ones. You picked Kittle. And I followed it up with the Bengals. What's up? <laughs> I picked Dalton Schultz and – For the Cowboys. For a
0: team and the Cowboys, and I picked the Cowboys. The Cowboys are one and three.
1: The Giants the they're, they're, they're playing our own four. They've only scored three <laughs> offensive touchdowns this year. They've scored three offensive touchdowns this year.
0: Okay, let me switch it. Let me switch. I want to make a change. Before we end the cast, I want we do have – we can make a change. I want to amend this. You're all right. I don't want to take that easy of a – you know, take a layup, a free throw, or or a three-pointer or a half-court shot. I don't want to take the layup. So I'm going to go half-court shot here. Um I like your Bengals pick. I do like that. Mm.
1: Who do the Jets have today? <laughs> the Cardinals at Arizona. Oh, oh, God. oh, yeah, I can't do that.
0: No, Cardinals have not been be playing
1: football. great. It's still the Jets. They lost to the Panthers, though. You know what I mean? Like the Panthers. The Panthers.
0: The Panthers. Panthers got the Falcons. Boom, I'm going Panthers. Let's go.
1: Panthers at Falcons. I would have gone with the Falcons myself because I don't like the Panthers, Panthers, but.
0: I'm going to go Panthers. That's my pick. That's my team is Panthers. Player is Dalton Schultz. What about your duo?
1: Hold on. You got. I got. Who was your. Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton for the Giants? Daniel Jones, Darius. Okay. Okay. And if I don't hit it this week. I'm not picking a duo next week. I'm officially retired from duo because I haven't gotten one yet my duo Josh Jacobs
0: and Carr although it's it, it's not necessarily slammed up they, they 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 have a pretty tough game today. They got the Chiefs today so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Carr and Jacobs well they're
1: gonna need them right. <laughs> so those are my picks all right well is there anything else you want to touch on should we wrap it up no that was good man
0: yeah that was good I think uh, that was awesome appreciate you guys listening Because I kind of took this podcast and uh, kind of just fired from the hip a lot of Rogers talk but it's exciting yeah it's exciting exciting times
1: well thanks everyone for tuning in find us at untappedkeg.com at untappedkeg on twitter um untapped keg at gmail.com if you want to email um yeah pretty much any social media untapped keg is what we got um i you know we kind of say it every week, but hopefully we can get to some more streaming this week rocket league fall guys started a new season um they got some new stuff there so we'll see maybe some star wars squadrons uh, I started playing that so we nice. uh nice. where gonna find you months?
0: Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram, Monte Ball, Twitter, Monte Ball twenty eight. Obviously, just like what RJ said, the our untapped Keg pages as well. And I, I mentioned my my personal social medias because if you want to message me there, message me there, please. And we will, if you want to talk about uh, messages with topics, any sort of questions, anything along with um, being in recovery, please reach out to us as we are here to support you.
1: Yeah. Whether you're an old dog, uh, someone just getting started, like right now, I think everyone will agree is the toughest, the, the toughest time that it could be to be on this journey of, uh, being sober. So, uh, yeah. And you know, this podcast went in such a way that I didn't even mention, uh, I actually took a break from Twitter this week. Like, Basically, you told me to check mentions once and I got on there. Otherwise, I stayed away because I just needed to clear some headspace. So, like, Facebook and Twitter, just I checked out this week. It was like I needed it. I needed the break. Um, I was on my phone way too much. Uh, yeah, like, I'm probably going to be taking a break again this week. So, but if you want to follow yeah. me at it's trickster itz the i is a one in trickster so uh yeah feel free to message me message us on you know facebook on twitter you know instagram we'll we'll get back to you so um yeah send us questions or topics you want to hear you want to send your opinion on aaron Rodgers and the packers and mike mccarthy uh go ahead and send it um you know we're tr- going to try some new things here, like with the streaming and uh, mm-hmm. we, you know, we had those guests and that went really well. So maybe we'll try to get, get something else going. Kind of like, you know, we've had our video game podcasts that have been popular. So shoot us right. a message if you want to hear about video games. We've got the next gen consoles coming out. Very exciting. So I'm still checking my pre-order every day to make sure it's still there. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so hyped up. Like everything I hear just keeps giving me more and more hype. So uh send us a message, let us know what how we're doing, rate us on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, um, leave mm-hmm. us a review, tell your friends, tell your families, like, you know, just you know what whatever you need, um, we can be here for. So whether that's a distraction, whether that's talking about some serious subjects, we'll do it all. Right. So uh thanks for listening and let's uh try to be better tomorrow than we were today because at least if we fail we tried so Mm. have a good week everybody